0: Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate inspire empower and educate people on these interesting topics my background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology after completing both my ba in psychology and my mba in healthcare administration my passion for mental health only continued to grow as a result of this i launched master your mental to bring more awareness tips and conversations to the table about these topics You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode, guys. Hello, guys. I cannot wait to bring this week's episode to your ears this week because I'm talking about a very special topic that, I've, again, is pretty personal to me and my story as well. But it this is not this episode is not about me and my story. This episode is about my incredible guest who I will be sharing with you guys in just a second here, but I wanted to let you know why I wanted to record this episode for you. So the reason that I wanted to record this episode for you guys, and as you can see from the title here, we're talking all about bipolar thriving. So what does that mean? What does that look like? And what can I expect from this episode? So the reason I wanted to create this is because the guest that I'm going to be introducing you guys to is amazing. She is so cool, and her energy is just like her passion for what she's doing, and the work that she's doing is just amazing. And I, I can't can't get into it too much because I don't want to ruin the surprise here. What we're going to get into, but she is pretty similar to me. Um, you know, was dealt with. A lot of struggles with her mental health in the past. Um, and especially with a diagnosis too of bipolar one, just exactly like me. Um, she gets into all the details, you guys, does not hold anything back about her story or her journey or her struggles to really show us a full picture of what it looks like to prioritize our mental health and move forward from those moments that feel so debilitating and just very draining. So she does an excellent job of that. And this is a topic I wanted to bring to you guys because I love featuring the solutions, right? And what what positive outcomes come from such ugly situations that cause a lot of pain and damage, What, what are some good things we can pull from those moments? So that is what this episode is all about, is experiencing these different things that we go through. And what my guest is gonna get into Um, especially specifically related to bipolar disorder and overcoming that. So if you guys know me, you know, I'm very passionate about this topic because that is something that I have struggled with a lot, a lot, and I'm still prioritizing every single day and making it a priority. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode as much as I have enjoyed creating it for you. All right, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Woo. Woo. Hello everybody. And welcome to a brand new episode of the master your mental podcast. This week, we are diving into all things bipolar thriving with my awesome guest, Sarah Fox. Sarah is the host of the rough edges podcast, a poet writer, creator, and mental health advocate working to eliminate the stigma associated with mental illness. I am so glad Sarah reached out to me on Instagram. So we have the opportunity to gain value from her story this week, you guys. So without further ado, welcome Sarah to the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. I'm so excited to talk with you because I know you guys were just talking a little bit on Instagram, just like back and forth and messages. And you guys will see um, with Sarah, like with the stuff that she's doing with speaking about mental health, you already know, like, how passionate I am about that and how excited I am to talk to anyone else with a story who's willing to share. So Sarah, before we go ahead and dive on in, actually let's do that right now. I would love if you could just kind of walk us through a little bit about your journey so far. So like share, like what has your journey so far been, been like with bipolar disorder?
1: Yeah. So, um, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder in January of last year. And so when that came, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know like who to talk to, where to go afterwards. And so I had a severe manic attack before that. So I got my diagnosis January 4th and I had a severe manic attack um, during the weekend of New Year's Eve. So I. I had the manic attack and I also had a depressive episode Mm -hmm. where I was crying a lot and I was, you know, really paralyzed within my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't getting out of bed and it was just me being depressed. Mm -hmm. And I had that mixed with the manic episode, which is kind of like you're on a high and you're on cloud nine. And you feel like you're on top of the world and you feel like you can conquer anything. Mm -hmm. So, I had those two like polar opposites that I was, you know, competing with and just trying to get to that happy medium. Bipolar is really just you going back and forth between, you know, different mood swings. So, you have the depressive side and you also have the manic side. And I got diagnosed with bipolar one disorder. Mm -hmm. So, bipolar one is a little bit more severe than bipolar two and the other types of bipolar. And so with bipolar one, you have mania, which is the severe version of the manic episode. The less severe version is hypomania, which is like you go through different cycles of feeling Mm -hmm. extra happy and extremely vibrant and energetic, but you don't have a severe moment of having that type of mania. Mm-hmm. So with bipolar 1 you're on two extremes of the spectrum. You're either mm-hmm. very depressed or you're very manic. And so mm-hmm. I was between mm-hmm. both of those things. And so mm-hmm. I had that and I had to be hospitalized for about 3 weeks and I while I was in the hospital they gave me my diagnosis and it was very crushing mm-hmm. because they just handed me a piece of paper and it was like a little packet. And mm-hmm. they were like, it had bipolar disorder on it. And they were like, this is your diagnosis. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> What is happening right now? <laughs> like, I was just having such a wide array of emotions at the mm-hmm. site of that paper. And I just remember me going back to my room and just feeling so devastated and lost. And I'm also a Christian. And so my faith has a big part of my healing journey. And I went and I prayed and I said, Lord, why is this happening? Like, what is this diagnosis? And why do I have it? Like of all the things, why do I have to be bipolar? Mm -hmm. And so fast forward a little bit, I decided to start Rough Edges because I didn't want other people to go through the same thing the same type of confusion of like why did i get this diagnosis who do i talk to what is my treatment plan what are my options i wanted to be a resource for other people so that they wouldn't have to go through the confusion Mm -hmm. of not knowing where to go and who to talk to and what to know in terms of like getting better. Mm. So I I love that. that. I love
0: that. And just, just from hearing you share about that, I relate so much to everything you said, because it's almost like the exact same kind of thing happened to me too. Like with me getting hospitalized, diagnosed with bipolar one, again, being given like that packet, where it has, has the lit, and you're just like, what? And then you kind of feel a little lost, a little confused, like crushed, but like kind of relieved. Like you kind of know, okay, this might kind of explain, but I don't, I don't know. I just feel kind of lost. So I love that you started rough edges to be that resource guide, because that is amazing because I know there's so many people out there who, you know, maybe they haven't been diagnosed, maybe they have, but they feel the exact same way that you did. And you having the ability and like vulnerability to actually share your story and come out and speak about it is having an impact and helping so many people. And I'd love to for, just to speak with you about this, but like, did you have, cause I know you talked about when, when it first happened, like feeling really crushed by it. Like how did you transition out of that to where you are now like where you're writing about it. You're you have the podcast about it. How did you transition out of that mindset to the one that you're in now?
1: So it's funny that you say a transition because I in a way I feel like I'm still transitioning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I I definitely had a lot of prayer behind me. And I had a big support group with like my church family and also with my you know immediate family and extended family and friends who are just really open to me talking about it and really just trying to process through everything so I would say that my support group and prayer is the thing that got me to being wanting to be vulnerable and share my story a little bit more
0: I love that. And that's, that's huge because, you know, you hear that all the time, just having a solid support system. Like you said, a group of friends, your church family, those people around you who are there supportive, positive, you know, pouring into you. all of these things, because that really is such a huge factor. And I probably know you definitely understand that when you don't have that. And, you know, I'd love to also ask you, um, just about, you know, when, when you do this work with, you know, and I mean, I guess what I want to ask you too is like, what, what are things that you do on a daily basis to help you with? Cause I know things that I do, but I would love to hear about what you do for just maintaining in, in a, in a good level in a good spirits. Like what kind of things do you do?
1: Yes. So I do a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to write. I have journals upon journals filled <laughs> with just you know, thoughts that I, you know, think and just trying to get my words out there. Uh, Poetry is another thing that helps me a lot because I have that artistic form to get to really express myself because it also helps to put these things on paper so that it doesn't feel so huge within your own mind and it doesn't feel so debilitating. So I I use writing. I also listen to a lot of music, um, worship music specifically, just to get myself into the right frame of mind to be calm and peaceful throughout the day. And I also do some meditations. Uh, I listen to meditative music and I also sit in silence for like two minutes at a time um, and just refresh and reset my mind. And I also try to go on a lot of walks mm. because I feel like walking, not only enhances the physical aspects of your self-care, but it can also enhance your mind. And especially when you pay more attention to your surroundings as you walk, especially, I love to walk in the park cause I'm from New York. So walking <laughs> in central park, is really fun. And just, uh-huh. you know, going around in like the botanical gardens, I don't go to the botanical gardens as often as I would like. But, you know, just having <laughs> that nature, you know, in the big city, trying uh, to find sounds nature. So
0: yeah. Uh, so those I love are the that. that. I do. Oh my, those things are just so incredible because everything you just highlighted, especially the connection you just brought up right there of the physical connection and your mental connection. Right. So what you do for your physical body. So you mentioned getting out meditation walks, sitting in silence, which is a really good one, which is actually something that I should start practicing more of just sitting in silence, no phone no you know constantly go 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 constantly like what's on what what are we doing next like just being present i think is huge and just hearing you talk about that of you know getting outside moving your body and noticing like you noticing the effects of this because you know i know like i mean if you can even speak about like what what was your life like before you did any of these these, these things like did you have a period like when you received your diagnosis or came home from the hospital where you didn't do any of these things and you noticed how it affected you when you didn't do this stuff?
1: Oh, yes. Especially when I started medication
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I had a lot of weight gain, that's when I wasn't really at my healthiest. And so I was, I, I like to binge eat. So I was eating a lot of things that weren't, you know, healthy for me. And I was just in a state of depression a little bit because like my medication, I just started it and it wasn't working to the effects that I wanted in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I was just feeling a little bit discouraged. And so I would eat my emotions and like, you know, just eat through my feelings. And that's very unhealthy. And Mm -hmm. so I recognized that when I didn't exercise, when I didn't eat healthy, I put myself in a worse off position than I was before. And so, especially when you're taking medication, you have to have that balance of like eating healthy and also exercise because the nutrition part of it is really important, especially when you have medication that helps you pack on the pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, You really (laughs) wanna just make sure that you're keeping your weight in check.
0: Oh my gosh. That's such a good tip. And so true. And just like so powerful when you bring up like the connection between all of that with how you're treating your body, how this is impacting your mind and especially the role medication plays, right? Like when you're starting something new and then, and that, that's something that you, you know, I commonly hear for people, you know, that I talk with who share, you know, their, their journeys with being diagnosed bipolar of having like issues with medications or being on all these different ones and nothing's like helping or nothing's working and like the weight gain. And then, but what you said just is so true with the nutrition part of it. Cause that's something, you know, that I hear in you and that I also see in myself, you know, with how I used to eat and just, you know, like very unstructured, unstructured at random times, all, a bunch of amounts of food, very unhealthy things, you know, n- didn't know what a vegetable didn't know how, how to, do anything with vegetables or fruit or whatever it was just so 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 bad Damn. but yeah it was it was so bad and i i hear you so much because I can tell you like, and just hearing you speak about this, I can hear it in your voice as well. Like the difference that you've noticed from how you used to be and how you used to treat yourself, used to have your, your, treat your body, your diet, all this stuff, and just how that affected your mental health and your feelings and your emotions and your thinking patterns and all of this stuff. So that's just incredible. Like, just like hearing you, like just that transition. And I love how you also mentioned like you're, you're still transitioning because it's so true. Like we never, you know, you're never done with the work, you know, it's a continuous process of every single day, you know, just trying to get better, trying to learn more, trying to grow. And obviously like we all have bad days. We all have uh, terrible moments, all all of us. Right. So I'd love to ask you, like, what do you do on those days where you're having a really bad day or feeling really, really down or like, you're feeling like things are going too fast. Like, what do you do for yourself in those, on those days?
1: So, on those days, it's so funny because I had that type of day like this week. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so, me too. <laughs> me so, too. Um, it's amazing how you um, asked me to highlight some of the things that I do. Um, usually, I try to do some self inventory. You know, I always try to look within because there's something, there's always a root behind something, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I look within myself and I see, okay, where are these thoughts coming from? Where are these feelings coming from? And try to pinpoint exactly the source behind these thoughts. And then I try to speak life to myself. Like another thing that I do is like, try to speak the truth about what God says about me and try to combat the lies that, you know, the enemy is trying to feed to me. So it's really more of like a spiritual thing that I do. And I try to incorporate my spirituality into every aspect of my life, because I truly believe that if you can have something to keep you on a great foundation and to keep you on a foundational level then everything else will fall into place. And so Mm -hmm. I also involve my community a lot. Um, I reach out to my friends and sometimes I'm like, hey, you know, I need an outsider's perspective on this. I'm having a hard time dealing with XYZ. I need some advice. And I always ask them if they are ready or mentally able to you know, have the mental capacity to deal with like my venting, because Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you could get carried away and like people don't have the mental capacity or the emotional capacity to deal with your venting at the moment. So I always make sure my friends are, you know, open and ready for me to, you know, just unleash like all of my emotional baggage at once.
0: That's so, I love that you bring that up too, of, you know, when you're, when you're doing that to help, but asking those people, right. Asking your friends, family, everyone, people in your church, your community, you know, before you do that, because that's so true because, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it can be hard to, to see that when, you know, you're so deep in a certain struggle, like you lose awareness of that. And that's amazing that, you know, like, cause I know that's something that I found over the years that I did not have very early on. Like I did not have that. So, you know, being able to develop the awareness of, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. You know, it's, it's not, the day's not going good, or these things are happening, or this is causing a lot of stress. I'm overwhelmed from this. You don't know how to handle it. And it all starts to add up. And then you, and I think that's amazing that you're able to do that and actually reach out to someone to ask for help and like, more insight on this especially people who know you well so they can give you feedback to be helpful because there's probably a lot of people out there who who really want to do that but they f- still feel like they're not exactly sure of how to start that conversation or how to reach out because maybe they've never done it before maybe they've tried to reach out and they feel like it just isn't it isn't working or it's not productive or it's just they get down about it so i'd love to ask you like if you have any kind of tip for starting that conversation. So like, if you're someone maybe who's just been like newly diagnosed with bipolar or you're really struggling, like how would that person, like, what would you, what, what would you say probably for them to start the process of reaching out? Like, what would that kind of look like?
1: Well, I would say ask questions Mm -hmm. because if you don't ask the appropriate questions, you're not going to receive the answers that you want so i would just ask a lot of questions like for example just ask okay is now a good time for us to talk about this because i have something that i need to tell you and for sharing your diagnosis with someone else um that is a huge thing and i do not take that lightly i actually chose like specific people to tell in the Mm -hmm. beginning because I first off, I needed somebody that I could trust. And secondly, I needed somebody who I knew would understand, you know, because sometimes it's like you want to tell people, you want to tell as many people as you can to build that support system, but not everybody is going to understand. Some people are going to be surprised, some people are not going to have the reaction that you want. And so you got to understand like, this is who I want to tell. And you have to make sure that they are educated on these certain matters because you don't want to be the type of person to want to educate every single person that you come across because that's not your job. Mm -hmm. Your job is not to educate. Your job is to share your vulnerable experiences and hope that the other person can understand and be a bridge to kind of help you move forward as well. So I would say ask questions and also don't be afraid to reach out because a lot of the times we are afraid of what the other person might say. We are afraid of what they would think of us. I know for me, I was afraid of judgment. I was afraid of, you know, ridicule and people looking at me differently. Mm -hmm. And you just got to move past that and say to yourself, look, I know this person. I trust this person. And they are going to help me move through this process. And so when you really build your community, it helps you to see that there is hope of getting over this. There is hope of being vulnerable and receiving the response that you need in that moment.
0: Yeah. And that's that's such amazing advice, you guys. Like in every single episode, I'm always taking notes. I'm always I have I literally have my notebook right here and I'm writing this down because I learn something every single time from everybody that I speak with. And what Sarah just said is so powerful because that's one of the things that holds us back is that fear of judgment, ridicule. But she said that's the important piece is the question aspect, right? So asking the right questions and also, you know, not feeling like you need to educate everyone. Like she said, because I feel like that can kind of, that can kind of be a feeling that might happen. You know, when you have a diagnosis or something that happens, like you feel like, okay, like I need to like, tell like let everyone know like what this is so that they understand it because like she said you know not everyone is going to understand or maybe there's there's probably people out there who likely have had a bad experience with maybe a family member or someone close to them who's been diagnosed that has been very difficult for them so when they hear this in you they might give you a reaction that might not be like what sarah said that, that you were wanting or hoping for that might actually hurt your progress and your recovery, because it could prevent you from opening up further because this person, you know, maybe reacted because they had a really bad experience and they still don't know how to deal with that. And now, you know, they're, they're, they get, they know you, or they're getting to know you and they say, okay, you know, well, this person's bipolar too. Oh my gosh. Like, again, I'm gonna have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. So, and that's a really common thing. So I love that you brought that up because that's huge. Asking the right questions and understanding you know, again, like you said, the point of opening up, because that's really, you know, boils down to what we're talking about here is that all of us struggle with something, you know, at some point in our life, some moment, whether it be our mental health, whether it be hospitalization, like we've had, or a diagnosis of bipolar one, like we have both had, we've all had some experience or something that we can share. And like Sarah said, bridge the gap, for others or for ourselves to move forward. So I love that you said that, that was such great advice. And the last question, I absolutely love to ask every single person because everyone always gives a different answer and it's always very insightful to see this. So I would love to ask you, Sarah, what are you currently doing right now in this moment to master your mental?
1: Mm, That is a great question. (laughs) So currently what I'm doing is really just trying to become more vulnerable um I'm also trying to be a mental health advocate and so through my podcast through speaking on other podcasts like yours which is one of the podcasts that I use to kind of help me get through so thank you so much for everything that you're doing of course of course Yeah. And so what I'm doing right now is just being, being that bridge for other people and trying to connect them with the right resources. And also I'm trying to be more vulnerable on my end because it's important to practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling other people to go out there and share their stories with people they trust, you have to do the same thing. So yes, um, I'm practicing those things at the moment.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. And I relate again so much to what you're saying. And that's so true, right? Because you know, there's there's definitely certain moments, you know, especially especially with what you're doing, right? Like having the rough edges podcast, and you know, being that person to be that resource because I feel the same way too. You know, like I have, you know, we both have the podcast. We're sharing these stories. We're trying to help give resources, but that doesn't mean that we don't have days where we still have that fear come up of oh, like right. I don't know if I should share. But then you get better as time goes on because you know, we, you understand the greater mission behind it. And again, like you, you mentioned that not everyone is going to understand and that's okay. You know, that's okay. That's, it's not, again, not our jobs to, you know, preach on everyone and, and get ingrained right. that into them, you know? So I love that. And I think that's amazing. And again, honestly, just thank you so much for, you know, like sharing what you share with me about my podcast, like, you know, tuning in and having this be a resource that's been helpful to you. That means so much to me to hear that that you know, I've had that impact on you because I appreciate it so much. And it truly means more to me than I can even say in words, because it's, it just makes me so happy to know that, you know, me doing this work and also you doing the work that you're doing is having an impact and just touching one life is everything. So Sarah, like, I just want to thank you so much for coming out here on master your mental and just sharing these incredible tips, sharing your experiences, your story with your diagnosis, with the the challenges and the things that you faced with bipolar and the diagnosis and how you've gotten past a lot of this and how you're helping others. So I think it's amazing. And I had the best time talking with you and I feel like we could just talk for hours on this. So I love it.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, of course. And you guys listening, I want to give a big thank you to you as well for always being here and tuning in and just hearing these incredible stories. And just definitely, I'm going to go ahead and link, um, Sarah's Instagram in the show notes here. So you guys can check her out. Also check out her podcast as well. Rough edges podcast. And thank you so much for just being here and listening. And I hope that it is a good day or a good night for you guys, whatever time you are checking into this. And on that note, I'm going to say goodbye to you guys and goodbye to Sarah. So bye guys. And bye Sarah. Bye. All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.